Unstoppable Success Radio, episode 213. Welcome to Unstoppable Success Radio. My name is Kelly Roach, former NFL cheerleader and Fortune 500 executive turned business growth strategist, helping entrepreneurs around the world to make six and seven figure leaps in their business. Each week, we bring you multiple episodes designed to help you go further faster in accomplishing your goals and dreams. Now let's get down to business. Welcome to Unstoppable Success Radio. I am your host, Kelly Roach, and I am thrilled to have serial disruptor, author, innovator, strategic business strategist, Jay Samet on the line with me today. Jay, welcome to the show. Thanks for having me, Kelly. All right. So those of you that are just getting to know Jay for the first time, he's a best-selling author. He's a dynamic entrepreneur and entrepreneur who is widely recognized as one of the world's leading experts on disruption and innovation. He just he was described by Wired Magazine as having the coolest job in the industry. He's raised hundreds of millions of dollars for startups, sold companies to Fortune 500 firms, transformed entire industries, revamped government institutions, and for three decades continues to be at the forefront of global trends. Wow. Welcome to the show, Jay. Thanks for having me, Kelly. All right. So you have just done some amazing work, and I want to spend some time talking a little bit about your book, Disrupt You, Master Personal Transformation, Seize Opportunity, and Thrive in the Era of Endless Innovation. So um, start me off by kind of giving me the backstory behind how you arrived at the importance of the work that you did with this book and, and why you wanted to make sure that you got this specific message out amongst all the other things that you've done in your career. Sure. So I'm no different than any of your listeners. I started a business and next thing you know, uh, billions of people use your technology. I created the first auction, which you know as eBay. I work with Reid Hoffman on LinkedIn, if you've used Ubu, uh, tons of technologies. But in each case, I looked around and I saw that every month we have a self-made billionaire being created. Uh, Two-thirds of the world's billionaires are self-made. They didn't go to the right schools. They didn't come from money. And they have the same 24 hours in a day that you and I have, Kelly, but they look at the world differently. And we now hold in our pocket a device that connects us to 7 billion people. So you only have to be right for a nanosecond to change the world or make a billion dollars. So Disrupt You was really breaking down how to look at opportunity, whether you're starting a restaurant, a dry cleaner, uh, an app. It's all the same process. And the process begins first with changing how you view yourself. Everybody wants to change the world, but no one thinks of changing themselves. And once you remove your limitations, the sky's the limit. Beautiful. I absolutely love that. And I completely agree. Everybody wants to change the world, but no one wants to start with themselves. That is a, <laughs> that is a great, that is a great concept to get people thinking about here. So, you know, when, when you think about that and, and I love, I love that you started off by sharing the fact that, you know, those billionaires that are being made, they're, they're doing it themselves and they of course have the same 24 hours that we do. So what are some of the key things that really stood out to you as you progress through doing this work that those individuals do differently or in how they approach and see the world differently or maybe approach themselves and their own personal work differently? So the single trait that they all have in common is they embrace failure. So failing is part of the process. So too much of society, uh, people are afraid to take risks because 
you were, you were brought up in your parents, teachers and other well-wishers told you what you couldn't do because they wanted to protect you from, from failing or feeling bad or this or that. And so you end up spending your life listening to people that gave up in their dreams, trying to convince you to give up on yours. When in fact, there is no shame in failing. Failing is how you learn what doesn't work. If Thomas Edison had given up after, you know, 800 tries on the light bulb, we'd be sitting in the dark. Failure is throwing in the towel and, you know, saying I'm not going to try anymore. So it all starts with having a positive attitude. And if you read Disrupt You or, you know, my background of working with brands like uh, Coca-Cola and Toyota and Microsoft and Sony and Universal Studios and all these big companies, um, I'm not your tree hugger hippie type. So based on actual science, the most basic thing starts with having a positive attitude. We all have problems in our life. If you're listening today and you have horrible problems, if you got real serious issues, congratulations, you're halfway there to being successful. Right, because, exactly. Yeah. Because all that an entrepreneur does is solve problems for others. Solve for 10 people, you make $10. Solve for a million, you become a millionaire. Uh, there were three guys sitting in San Francisco who couldn't pay their rent on their apartments, very expensive city, and they knew Macworld was coming to town. So I said, wait a second, we'll put an ad up on Craigslist, we'll buy some air mattresses, and we'll let people crash here so we can make our monthly rent. That's Airbnb. Uh, yeah. It really is that simple. You start with a problem, and I'll give everybody listening an actual exercise. You will have 30 days from today, I guarantee you, more deal flow, billion-dollar ideas than any venture capital firm in Silicon Valley. And here's what you do. Today, write down three problems in your life. Fairly easy to do. But do this every day for a month. And as the month goes on, you know, the first day it's easy. Oh, there's traffic. I hate traffic, right? Um, but as the day goes on, you're going to start having to look at things that you don't recognize as problems and you just assume that's the way we always did it and start recognizing, wait a second, why do we do this? Um, I had a reader that, that reached out to me that had a great one. He's about to take his medicine. The phone rings. Then he gets off the call and he's trying to remember, did he take the pill or did he not take the pill? Well, drug efficacy is the single biggest healthcare issue that can be solved instantly. So he took a Happy Meal watch, one of those nickel watches that you get for free, put it on the lid of the, of the pill bottle. So every time you close the bottle, the countdown clock goes to zero. You can look at the bottle and go, oh, I opened it four minutes ago. Yes, I took my medicine or, oh, eight hours. I didn't. Mm -hmm. then, then, then he made a Bluetooth version. So that you can see on your phone whether grandma took her medicine. Uh, we now have a bill going before Congress, which would save Obamacare and, and national health care $20 billion a year and make him a billionaire. So it all starts with the most basic of problems. I love that because I think that so many times entrepreneurs are reaching and stretching and, and trying to contrive, you know, something to sell or figure out what to sell or how am I going to make it or what am I going to do to stand out? And you're just saying, you know, simplify it down to just being aware of your everyday routine. And in, instead of just accepting things that frustrate you or, you know, thinking that the way that it's been done or is being done is the only way to do it, actually, you know, look at what some solutions might be. And, and there you go. You know, one person has I, that problem, so do a million others, right? I have a friend who looked and saw that dogs weren't tied up in the backyard anymore. They were living in people's homes. They were a member of the family. And his sole insight was, Wow, you would feed a family member better than you would feed a barnyard animal. 
So he said, why don't I make a premium dog food? And his wholesale cost of his dog food was more than the retail cost to the big guys. Everybody laughed at him. Mm-hmm. But he made a healthier dog food. And one day, Procter & Gamble made their largest acquisition ever, Imes Dog Food. He was the sole owner, no investors, no debt, and he became a multi-billionaire just from that one thing. So the secret for anybody listening is you only need two things to be successful. And this is across dealing with dozens of billionaires and disrupt you, tells the stories and gives you the facts. But the two things that you need are insight and persistence. One insight and then don't give up. Now, it's not going to be a straight path. It's not going to be an easy road. And most likely the business idea you start with absolutely sucks. But as you get deeper into the woods, as you go deeper exploring it, then most people will spend the time to. That's where you really discover the solution to problems. So my friend didn't sell dog food. He sold a solution to a problem. No one ever went into a hardware store and bought a quarter-inch drill bit because they wanted a quarter-inch drill bit. Right. Right. They wanted a quarter-inch hole. Right. The solution was buying the drill bit. So start thinking of, of problems and how we're now interconnected and what are the solutions to make it easier to solve. I mean, think about it. The largest hotel chain in the world doesn't own any hotels. It's Airbnb. The largest taxi cab company doesn't own a single car. It's Uber. The largest media company in the world makes no content. It's Facebook. And now the largest retailer, bigger than Amazon, has no inventory. It's Alibaba. Mm. What do they all have in common? They're looking at solutions. They're looking at how we're interconnected. They're using social media, all the tools that we're using every day. So you don't have to be in technology. You already are. What's the first thing you looked at this morning, Kelly, before your feet touched the ground? My phone. <laughs> ah. And how did I know that? Because we all do. Right. Um, so – you're, you're sitting there with more technology in your hand than we had when we put a man on the moon. Yeah. Now, you can use it to look at cat videos or you can build a global empire or you can solve world problems. So the first third of Disrupt You is about how you have to change and exercises and ways to look at yourself differently. The second breaks down business from research and marketing and every aspect of how you can disrupt any established industry. And the third, which is my favorite part of the book – is for those that aren't money motivated, how you can apply the same disruptor techniques to solving world problems, mm. education, water, whatever you might uh, fathom to do. Wow, brilliant. So, and it sounds like, you know, at, at the heart of this, as you said, it, it's that embracing failure concept. And, and I want to circle back to that, Jay, because I think that, yes, I think we have been so conditioned that failure is bad and so conditioned don't do things that you're going to risk failure because, you know, if you fail, then you lose everything and then you start over and then, you know, what will happen from there, you know? And, and I think what you're saying is is that the, the big breakthrough here, the big mindset shift and change whether it's applying to business or world problems or a, a disruption in an industry overall is, you know, embracing failure as as a significant and important part of your journey to success, right? How are you going to learn what works unless you figure out what doesn't? I mean, right. some of the biggest brand names that we, we say every day, like Heinz Ketchup and Disney, and they all did bankruptcies. I mean, they all they all failed in the beginning. 
VCs will tell you they'd rather back somebody that has already had a, a failed company than somebody doing their first company for the first time because they know that you've learned important lessons about moving forward. It is really that, 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 that central tenant. And so you asked me at the beginning of this why I'm dedicating you know, the last third of my life to really trying to help entrepreneurs succeed around the world. Well, over the next 10 years, half of all white collar jobs in the US will disappear. They'll be automated away. The number one job in each state by by number of people is truck drivers. So autonomous vehicles, self-driving trucks will wipe out that job. 3D printing wipes out 300 million manufacturing jobs. So whether by choice or circumstance, your career will be disrupted. Okay, those jobs are going away. No politician that we elect is going to bring back those jobs. We lost 2.3 million jobs in North America this year to robotics. So factory workers being replaced by by automation. But the other side of it is, what does all this technology now allow us to create and do? What new opportunities are there? So when we look at our inner cities disappearing, when we look at the Spanish uh, economy or the Greek economy, when we look at what's happening with the Mideast and ISIS, this isn't race, religion, or culture. This is massive unemployment for 2.3 billion millennials. So unless we teach people how to start and create businesses, which isn't taught in school, isn't taught in college, there will be no future jobs and we'll have massive destabilization. Right, right. So so I, I love that you have this forward thinking vision and, and you're you're looking at what's happening here. And you're taking, I mean, I don't know if everyone knows, but, you know, I know you're, you're a regular contributor on ABC and Bloomberg and CBS and CNN and Fox and MSNBC and NBC. And, you know, that, that you've done work that, that stretches far beyond even what we've been able to touch on here. What would be the, the, some key pieces of guidance that you would give to entrepreneurs today, given everything that you just shared about the changes that are coming and, and what that means for all of us? So... It really depends what field they're going to how they're going. So I'll teach everybody a made up word, solo mo. So and when you're starting to think of your new business, think of it in terms of social, mobile, and local. Social is your new way to reach people that is much cheaper, much more effective than broadcast or any other paid media. So really embrace that, find your core audience, whatever that audience is. Then mobile is that's how you know, the, the, what used to be called the second screen is, you know, the first screen in our lives. And that has to be a key piece. And you're saying, well, I'm not, you know, an engineer, I'm not a technologist. Well, everybody listening today has at least written the same amount of code as Steve Jobs. And he built the biggest tech company ever. Steve wasn't an engineer. Okay. So, and then local start, start local and, and local doesn't necessarily mean geographically local. It means like Facebook said, let's just try Harvard. Now let's just try Ivy League. Now let's try colleges. Don't go soup to nuts, you know, and, and try to tackle the world. And what you'll find out, and I've been a public NASDAQ company CEO, is the big guys are on this 90-day hamster wheel. They have to give quarterly numbers and beat it by a penny or they lose their job. The life expectancy of a CEO is like an, a, a, a fly which means that they're not investing in the future in new ideas, which means they will gladly overpay to buy a startup, mm -hmm. which is why mm -hmm. you see so many self-made millionaires and billionaires that have never made a penny in profit. Let that sink in. Mm -hmm. Most of the newly minted millionaires of the past uh, decade never made a profit in business.
Amazing. So the world's changed. But for the small entrepreneur, it's about having a different mindset. And I'll, I'll just give you an example. The number one business that fails in the U.S. is a restaurant. Many of you listening go, oh, I've got this great barbecue recipe. I'm going to have a hit restaurant. Has nothing to do with why a restaurant fails. So one of the guys in, in the book, great story, he looked at why restaurants fail and said, well, number one, you only have so many tables so and people eat at the same time. So at your busiest time right. of lunch or dinner, right. if two people sit down at a table for four, you can't monetize those four chairs. Yeah. So number one, he's only going to seat full tables. You're going to have to sit with strangers. Number two place where they lose money, if you've got nine items on the menu and nobody orders the fish, there goes your profit. So he said, okay, I'm only going to serve three things and I'm going to make you sit with strangers. And by the way, since you will only be seated at a full table until enough people show up, you're going to have to wait at the bar. So at least my bar tab goes up. So now you're saying, what an idiot. He's going to make you sit with strangers and there's only three items on the menu. How is he ever going to make this restaurant work? So then he has to figure out, what is a concept that solves those problems? And he named his restaurant Benny Hanna's. Hmm. Ah, for 40 years, everybody's been going in, sitting around the Tepeyac table, you know, watching the chef prepare. Yeah. And yes, there's strangers there. And yes, there's only three choices. He didn't set out and say, I want to open a Japanese restaurant. He said, why do restaurants fail? And how can I, you know, increase my chances? Beautiful. So. That's how you should look at every business. It's all about understanding the value chain. And we go through this in, in depth. So for anybody listening, I will send you for free a 40-page workbook that you can start on these exercises. It's the companion workbook to disrupt you. You can just go to my website, jsamit, J-A-Y-S-A-M-I-T.com, or reach, me out, reach out to me in social media. And happy to, to help you get started because – if all that an entrepreneur does is solve problems, then selfishly, you're making my world better. Mm -hmm. So mm -hmm. the more entrepreneurs out there, the easier life gets for me. Aren't we glad that the two kids were sitting in traffic in Tel Aviv and came up with the idea for Waze? Aren't we glad, you know, the list goes on and on. Yes, yes. I just, I think it's a brilliant conversation that you're bringing to the main stage, Jay, about the importance of focusing on problem solving. I think that that's been a lost art, unfortunately. And it's something that it's like one of those back to basics, core principles that we all should be thinking about and focused on in our everyday lives and in terms of how we're sustaining and protecting our future as entrepreneurs and otherwise. Um, and, and I think that the work that you're doing is very, very important. Obviously, entrepreneurs need all the help that they can get, um, increasing their chances of succeeding. So thank you for that. Um, I definitely want to encourage everyone listening to go out and get your copy of the book and certainly head over to Jay's website and, and get the companion workbook that he's offering. Um, so any final notes that you want to leave our, our audience with here, Jay? I mean, obviously you've, you've shifted everyone's thinking, you've planted some new seeds for disruption. Um, what, what would be your, your final note to leave them with? I'll give you this one question to think about the rest of the day, and, and it's a very existential one. Are you living life or just paying bills until you die? Mm -hmm. If you only believe you get one shot at this planet, isn't the purpose of life to live a life of purpose, to make a difference, to you don't get to live forever, but your ideas can, things that you create can change the lives of millions? It is so amazing the time that we happen to be born in and the reach and the potential each of us have mm 
why would you just want to give that up or fritter that away when, you know, wealth is what you take out of the world, but value is what you give to the world. Think of the gift that you can share that only you can share and you'll get so much more out of your time on this planet. So I, I thank everybody for sharing this time with, with us today and I wish them success on their journey. Thank you so much, Jay. Just some invaluable insights today. Definitely uh, huge, huge shifts in, in thinking and really appreciate you taking the time out of your incredibly busy schedule um, to, to be here with us and to you know add value for our audience here. So thank you so much. Take care, Kelly. All right, you too. So for everybody listening, if you loved the show today and want to share the brilliance that Jay just devoured and and de, you know developed for you here, make sure that you share this episode with at least three people that are looking to grow and sustain and build a business of purpose and significance. Share it out with them while you're thinking about it here. And if you're not already a part of our email community at Kelly Roach Coaching, make sure you text in the word IGNITE to 44222 so that you can get access to all of the invaluable resources, trainings, and videos that we only share there. Until next time, I want to remind everyone to dream big, take action, and don't stop until you make it happen. Thanks so much. Thanks for listening to Unstoppable Success Radio. And if you're not already a member of my private email community, I want you to text the word IGNITE to 44222. Text the word IGNITE to 44222 to get all the resources, trainings, swipe files, and tips I only share there. If you're not already a member, all you have to do is text IGNITE to 44222 to get in on all the action. Thanks so much.